One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Wasn't that music so fun? God, I loved having a theme song, and it was free, so I didn't have to pay anything for it. You guys, I'm in such a good mood this week. It's been, it's been one for the books. Now, since I last talked to you guys, oh, by the way, thank you all for listening to last week's episode and for all the kind words. I know at points it sounded like Greggy was in like a wind tunnel or something. I did my best to fix the audio. It was my first phone interview, and Greggy was just so great. When I got off the phone and listened to it back, I, I realized it was a little. A little messy, but I didn't want to trash it because I thought everything Greg was saying was things we needed to hear. I mean, we needed to hear that story about Mariah Carey, and I mean, it was just so so iconic, right? So if you haven't listened to it, please go back, and, and if you have listened to it, I'm sorry that the audio wasn't perfect. You guys, I'm learning. I'm trying my best. But since I've last talked to you guys, Greggy wasn't the only Bravo celebrity that I've been in touch with, because on my birthday, I recently had a birthday. And on my birthday, I got called in for what they call a chemistry test. So I have been auditioning and uh, interviewing for this hosting job for a cable network. It'd be a complete dream job. I mean, I would love it. So everyone, you know, hope I get it. But I got called in to do a chemistry read or a chemistry test, which is when you go on camera with other people that they're considering for this job to see if you have chemistry with the other people. So I go to this uh, big studio and I'm, I'm checking in in the lobby. And the security guard has a piece of paper with my name and face on it. And as I look down, I notice right below me is this Bravo celebrity's name and face. Uh, she's a woman. And I freaked out. I mean, I, I can't tell you who it is because I still haven't heard back about this job. And I don't want to fuck it up for myself. But if you come up to me on the street, know that I will tell you the name. And what she said about Ariana. <laughs> and production. But I went crazy. And right as I'm reading it, I look to my left and she was standing right there. And you guys, it was my birthday and this Bravo celebrity appeared out of nowhere as if uh, an angel. And I'd say, I want to tell you guys who it is, but I can't. But it's, it's like an, if the housewives are A-list Bravo celebrities and below deck is C, like the below deck cast members are C-list, I would say she's a B-list. She's below a housewife, but above a below deck. You guys, you guys get what I mean, right? So use your imagination. It's a West Coaster, a good one, a good one. And she was exactly like I imagined she would be. And I got to go in and film with her and do this hosting thing with her. And she was just so lovely. And she's exactly kind of how you would imagine. And she's stunningly gorgeous. She looks better than I think she's ever looked on TV. I mean, she just looked great. It was, she, it was a dream. It was a perfect way to spend my birthday. I really hope I get the job. So if you guys... Uh, are religious, please say prayers, light your prayer candles, read the secret. If you have a white rose wreath that you can send out into the ocean with my wish on it to get this job, please do. Because, you know, I'm going to need all the help I can get. And you guys, I'm just, now I'm thinking about that wreath. So I'm referencing the wreath that they did in Real Housewives of New Jersey last week. Do you remember when uh, the new housewife, Margaret, she was doing yoga at the beach. She has just met the other housewives less than two days ago. 
and she has a wreath delivered to the beach. And it's a white rose wreath. It's ginormous. And she tells the other wives, we're going to write letters to our dead loved ones and send them out into the ocean. You guys, this was a lot. We just met this woman. And all of a sudden, she wants us to write letters to our dead loved ones. And it sort of looked like Teresa didn't know what to make of all this, because none of us knew what to make of all of this. I mean, it was it was insane. She had those fucking pigtails, and she's doing yoga on the beach, and then all of a sudden, some uh, PA arrives with a giant fucking wreath. I mean, what do you do? So our girls got through it. They wrote some nice letters to their dead loved ones, and, you know, we all cried. But in the moment, it was shocking. And I was upset that we were missing Dolores and Siggy. I love Dolores. I'm officially standing Dolores. I'm coming out and telling everyone how much I love Dolores. I Last season, I was sort of indifferent to her. And this season, I'm, I think she's hitting her stride. She's coming into her own. She's ballsy. She's tough. She's bringing it. She's got a good-looking son that's of age. I'm in. And Siggy, on the other hand, who I loved last season, she's gone off the deep end. I'm not sure what's going on with her mentally. She's seems a little bit off this season and I don't know if it's the editing or if it's or if it's the fame or what it is but something's happened with Siggy. Soggy Flicker is gone off the deep end so it's an interesting uh, shift in dynamics because last season I was so on board with Siggy I loved her she of course entered our lives in facelift surgery bandages which is the perfect way to enter this world of housewives that we all love and I don't know I don't know what happened between last season and this season maybe Maybe it's because Jacqueline's not around to make Siggy look more normal. I mean, because last season Jacqueline was insane. And, you know, it made Siggy seem a little bit more balanced. So maybe maybe that shift in dynamics is what happened. I don't know. But I'm hoping that Siggy returns to us. The old Siggy. Um, I'd like to get rid of Soggy Flicker. Although she is good TV. Let's give her that. Soggy Flicker is making good TV. I mean, bam, bam, bam. These first couple episodes, we've got some drama. We got some trips. And I mentioned last week that I read that the episode count is much smaller than normal. So I think it's like 12 episodes this season versus, you know, sometimes they have 20 episodes. And I think that's going to benefit New Jersey because it's going to make all of these episodes count. And I think if we've learned one thing from the Real Houses of Orange County, it's that we need we need these episodes shorter and we need more content filled episodes right like we don't want to just have a lot of filler we want the ladies to have filler but not the episodes i think they're making the right decision and frankly i think real orange county real housewives of orange county should reduce their episode order immediately let's trash some of these episodes you guys i'm not even going to i'm not even going to talk about orange county this week because i'm just so over it i'm barely watching it's like on in the background i thought maybe last week there, there was that sit-down between Vicky and Tamara, and I thought that was going to deliver, and it didn't. I mean, it was like a couple minutes. I thought it was just snoozy. This whole season's been snoozy, and I I never give up on these shows, you guys. Like, I mean, I follow them through to the end. But this past week, I just thought, I can't do Orange County anymore. It's not even fun for me. Do you guys feel that way too? I mean, I'm not alone in this, right? I mean, it's just snoozy. And I'd like to, you know, allocate my resources elsewhere. I mean, there's Shahs of Sunset that we must attend to. Did you guys watch the Shaw's finale on Sunday? It was the finale. And Vita, MJ's mom, has turned into a full-blown Marvel villain at this point. I mean, she is... Marvel, Marvel Comics and DC Comics, they wish they could write a villain as layered and three-dimensional and mean as Vita on the Shaw's of Sunset. I mean, she is that horrible of a human. I love watching her. Love watching her and MJ. 
I mean, I'm so excited for the reunion next week. It looks like it's going to be fantastic, and I it, we're definitely at the downfall of Asa. I mean, at this point, I don't see Asa coming back from all of this. Mike and Jessica need to completely end things, and so does Gigi and um, Shalom. They need a they they should not be together. I mean, both of those relationships seem very unhinged. So. And not in a fun way, either. I don't think it's fun to watch either of them. I mean, the ending of the finale, when they were showing Gigi as a couple with Shalom, and then it cut to a month ahead, and it showed uh, iPhone footage of their wedding, and then it said two months ahead, and it talked about them getting filing for divorce. So within the span of three months, they went from a couple to married to divorced. And now, I think I just read that they're back together or getting back together. I mean, that kind of thing should not happen. I mean, that's not a typical relationship. So I just hope they'll end it. I hope they're filming when they end it so I can watch it. Gosh, this reunion's going to be good, though. And Shaz always delivers, and I'm always skeptical that it's going to deliver. Every season it starts, and I'm like, I'm not going to like this. I'm going to stop watching. And then I, I reluctantly give in and press play on my DVR, and then... It delivers. It's emotional. And every season, they don't even need to change up the cast. It always, it always is good. And I know a lot of you might not be watching Shaws of Sunset, but it's delivering. And if you're not, you need to get on board because Shaws always delivers. Dip your toe in. I think you're going to find that you love those personalities. They're much more interesting than Vicky and company. And you guys, Vicky, speaking of, is on Watch What Happens Live this week on Monday night after the new episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. And I don't know why she's on again, and we don't have any of our Dallas wives on Watch What Happens Live. I mean, why aren't the Dallas girls being represented on our our, our beloved Watch What Happens? I haven't seen... They were on one time, and they did... Uh, Stephanie, Brandy, and uh, Carrie were on together, so it was three people. We have yet to see Leanne Locken on Watch What Happens Live. I mean, where's Leanne? Justice for Leanne Locken. We need her on, I need to see Leanne on Watch What Happens Live. I need to see her on Good Day LA. I need to see her on Ellen Show. I need to see her on Rachel Ray cooking a fucking frittata. I need to see Leanne on any kind of talk show. She should be on Jimmy Fallon doing uh, fucking carpool karaoke with James Corden. And I don't know what they do on Fallon anymore. I don't know. Jimmy needs to toss her hair like he did with Trump. (laughs) You know, make her more likable because... We need her more places. I need Leanne on my TV screen all hours of the day. I'd like, to, I'd like her to join other reality shows. You know, Big Brother, Survivor, American Idol. I'd like her as a judge in the Idol reboot. You know, I don't know. I don't think we need Katy Perry as a judge. I'd rather see Leanne Locken judging people singing. You know, she should be on The Voice. I'd like to see her hit that red button, turn around for some singers. Bachelor, Bachelorette, we could have her. You know, I know she's engaged, but maybe we could have her on, you know, uh, The Bachelorette. I don't know, we'll find a way. We could find a way to work that in. You know, maybe she's uh, not monogamous and she decides she needs another suitor. I don't know, I'm spitballing. But the fact is, we need Leanne on other things. Right? We can all agree on that. I'm trying to think of what else she could be on. Maybe, like, The Real World Road Rose Challenge. That'd be fun. Because, you know, on those challenge shows now... They're bringing in people from other things. So it's not just uh, it's not just people from the real world. Like, they have people from other shows. They're doing an upcoming season where it's like challenge vets versus stars. And they use the term stars very loosely. So I know that we could get Leanne on that. And if we learn anything from that episode where they were in Mexico on the beach and Leanne was all bandaged up and she was still doing those physical activities, I think that proved that she could be on the challenge. Which I'm... You know, now my brain's going elsewhere, but I think the challenge should do a season where it's challenge vets versus 
Real Housewives? I mean, that that's television gold. I'm not a producer, but I can be. Gosh, I'm going to talk more about Housewives in a little bit, but before I do, I want to talk about some other things that I love because, you know, this is my therapy, right? Like, this is me just getting out and talking about the things that I love. So the first recommendation is uh, a musical recommendation, which I haven't done on the podcast yet. I've recommended a lot of books, TV shows, movies. I Have I? I think I've recommended movies, right? Like, I've talked a lot about my pop culture loves. And, you know, you guys have been so sweet and reached out and said, oh, I started watching Great News because you, you told me about it, or The Bold Type, or they bought that book, I'll Have What She's Having. You know, I've had, people have been very responsive to my recommendation, so I really wanted to branch out and talk about something that took me by surprise and touched me, moved me. I mean, it was, a, a, it's a musical gift from God. I know everyone has musical di- tastes. Everyone's tastes differ, right? Like I know some some of you might be into country, some of you might be into rock and roll, heavy metal, I don't know, musical, uh, Broadway musicals. And no matter what musical style you're into, I'm going to guarantee that you'll like this recommendation because it's heartfelt and the melodies are stunning. It's by a female artist that is timeless. She has been uh, in this game forever. She's been slaying the game for years. She is world-renowned, respected, uh, stunningly beautiful. She's a survivor. She's she's really everything, and her name is Kathy Lee Gifford. Now, last week, she performed a song on the Today Show, fourth hour of the Today Show, which is, of course, after the regular Today Show and after Megyn Kelly's Today with uh, her co-host Hoda Kotb, Queen Hoda Kotb. Kathy Lee Gifford performed the song that she wrote herself. She's not only a singer, she's also a brilliant writer, lyricist, and this song is called He Saw Jesus, dedicated to her late husband, Frank Gifford, and she did a performance on her hour of the Today Show that was simply breathtaking. If you haven't seen it, I beg of you to stop this podcast, pause it, go the, to the todayshow.com, go to YouTube, look it up. Kathy Lee Gifford, He Saw Jesus. You guys, this song is everything. This performance is so dramatic, so, so much. It's just so much. I mean, any of these other young artists that were watching it, you know, the Demi Lovatos, the Miley Cyruses, the Taylor Swift, they're all shook. You guys, they're shook because that's how good this performance was. It had drama. It had uh, vocals for days, beauty. And the song lyrics are about her late husband, Frank, dying one Sunday morning. It's about Kathy Lee walking into the room and seeing her husband dead on the floor. And she looks into his eyes and she could tell that he saw Jesus. And so she, throughout the song, she makes it clear that seeing Jesus made her feel like he went to a better place. And by the end of the song, there's an interesting shift because... She starts to talk about how when when she sees Jesus, she's going to know it's okay to leave. So it really comes full circle about seeing someone else dead and then accepting your own death. Now, that's a that's a topic that's pretty taboo, right? That's something that these other girls aren't willing to tackle. You're not going to hear Britney Spears singing about this, about seeing Jesus. But you know who we will hear talking about one day dying is Kathy Lee Gifford. So I, I encourage you all to go listen to this iconic song, enjoy it, let it wash over you. I downloaded it on iTunes, and the album cover on iTunes is clip art magic. I mean, it's the most stunning picture of her and Frank with her dog in the wintertime with a very generic font above it with her name. The uh, artwork does not fit the typical guidelines for iTunes artwork, so it's it's condensed and it makes them look squished. And you know what? I think that makes the artwork perfect. 
I wouldn't expect it any other way. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I love Kathy Lee Gifford. I think she's just the best television. She is, she's like these housewives. I mean, she's better than some of these housewives. And you know what I love even more is that her fans are just like her. And the other, last week, I posted a Kathy Lee Gifford meme on my Instagram, at Danny Pellegrino. <laughs> and what I loved was that her fans also don't know how to work technology very well. I mean, much like Kathy Lee Gifford's album artwork on iTunes. They seem to be a little bit confused on how Instagram works. And I got a lot of comments that uh, were people responding to my Kathy Lee Gifford meme, and they were thinking that I was Kathy Lee Gifford. They were writing underneath that video as if it was writing directly to Kathy Lee. And if you don't mind, I'd like to read a couple of those messages that were meant for Kathy Lee Gifford, but were sent to me instead. The first one is from a, a woman named Pam. She says, Kathy, your voice is from God. You sound incredible, but if you're still not sure, I'll pray for you. You'll grow back for the Lord. That's word for word. The next one is from a woman named Shelley. She says, I just lost the love of my life, and your song gave me so much hope. In my opinion, you sang better than I have ever heard you, because this time, your voice came from your heart. Now, do you think Fifth Harmony is getting messages like this? Is is uh, Little Mix uh, getting Instagrams like this? No. No, they're not getting messages like this from Pam and Shelly. Mm -mm. So, you know, if Kathy Lee's listening, I hope she'll go to my Instagram page and take a look at the comments because a lot of those people were writing to her and not me. They just didn't understand the difference. And those are the kind of fans that I love. I hope some of them are listening today. But you know what? I know they're not because they don't know how to work podcasts much like my own mother, who I thought would be the only one that would listen to this podcast, yet she's the only one that doesn't know how to work a podcast. She too loves Kathy Lee Gifford. So anyway, this song is called He Saw Jesus. It's uh, very inspirational. If you need a pick-me-up, just go listen to it, and preferably go watch the performance on the Today Show, because it's just fantastic. I had a friend call me from the East Coast after that aired and was like, you need to put on the Today Show, get it ready, because at 10.50 your time, Kathy Lee Gifford is going to be performing one of the best things you'll ever see in your lifetime. And you know what? My friend was not wrong. Not wrong at all. Have there been other artists that have released new music lately? Yes, Pink had an album that came out last week. I know we're all not sure if we're supposed to like Pink or hate Pink, but you know what? Pink who? Because Kathy Lee Gifford is here to slay. Demi Lovato and Miley had um, albums released at the same week, but you know what? Who cares? Because you know what? I saw Jesus and so did Kathy Lee. What else? I do have another uh, recommendation that is, if you like Kathy Lee Gifford, you're going to love this recommendation because it's also uh, made for old ladies, and I love it as well. Uh, most of my tastes are old lady tastes. And this is something, if you follow me on Instagram, you've also maybe seen on my stories. And it is the Pottery Barn Women's Robe. It's a nice faux fur lining. Uh, it's hooded. I got one on accident, and it's become one of my favorite articles of clothing. I wear it almost every day. It's got some faux fur cuffs around the wrists, and it's very cozy. And a lot of people have asked how I accidentally bought it. You know, they don't believe me when I say that I accidentally bought this women's robe. And I did. It's not saying I wouldn't buy it again on purpose. I mean, after I got it, now I'm telling everyone, like, you have to get this robe because it is so fucking cozy. But what had happened was I was buying a robe. I had a Pottery Barn gift card and I was buying, I was looking for a robe on the front page the one day they had a robe sale and I, I looked at it and it looked great. And the picture that I saw of the robe, it was folded up. So I couldn't see any of the fur. It just looked like I was buying a white robe, like a cozy fleece robe. So of course I ordered it with a monogram with my initials on it, as one does. And I didn't I didn't really read it. You know, I should I have looked more closely? Yes. But at the time I was more concerned of what font I was choosing for my monogramming. 
So the robe arrived, and of course I opened it and realized it's definitely a women's robe. But I had had it monogrammed, so I couldn't return this $100 robe. So I had to do what anyone else would do, which is embrace it. And honestly, I love it. I mean, it doesn't even matter. It actually, this is a good story. So it arrived on the, the election day of last year. So literally, I had gotten it in the mail as the numbers started to come in from uh, the Hillary versus Trump um, situation. So in my darkest of moments, this robe lifted me up. I put it on that night. And, you know, like most people, I was devastated about, you know, these votes coming in and what we were seeing play out in real time. But this robe brought me a little bit of comfort. And every day when I put it on, it's bringing me a little bit of comfort. It's my fight song. So if you have some extra money, sign up for the Pottery Barn coupon email. Wait till you get a coupon because they send out 20% off ones and get one of the hooded robes. You will not regret it. It is the best purchase I've ever made. You will feel like you're in a Nancy Myers movie when you're wearing it. And by the way, Nancy Myers endorses it, basically, because, you know, you guys, this is another good story. So... Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. A few weeks back, I was wearing the robe at night, and I poured myself a couple glasses of wine, maybe three-ish, and I was digging into Fuller House. So after a few glasses of wine, I was tipsy, and I decided to live blog myself watching Fuller House, which, you know, makes sense to me. 
And I was very riveted because on Fuller House, Kimmy Gibbler was uh, working a hibachi. You know, uh, those people that do those fancy hibachi moves and they're throwing the knives up and the cutting the meat and the breaking the egg on the knife and all that. Well, Kimmy Gibbler was doing this. And I mean, my mind was blown, right? So of course I had to take to my Instagram video and I started videoing myself reacting to this. And the next morning I woke up and I looked back at the story completely shocked at what I had done because... I didn't remember doing any of it. And I looked at who viewed it, and the first person that showed up was Nancy Myers, who follows me, and who's also my directing idol. She, of course, created uh, Something's Gotta Give, and she did The Intern, and all these favorite movie of mine, movies of mine. And she had watched my full story of me drunk, live blogging Fuller House, specifically the Kimmy Gibbler scenes where she's working hibachi while I was wearing a robe. And so the whole time you could see me in this robe, and I think... If that's not a ringing endorsement of Nancy Myers, then I don't know what is. And I'm sure we're going to see uh, Rachel McAdams wearing this this robe in, in the next Nancy Myers movie. I'm sure of it. And it doesn't matter if you're a woman, a man, buy a size up, bask in it, enjoy it, put it on with a glass of wine. Is, is it made for women that are 60 plus? Yes, but you'll love it. And you know, we all need to start embracing that 60 plus woman inside of us. Anyway, I'm glad I finally got to tell you guys all about that because I wear it sometimes on my Instagram stories and I get so many messages from people saying, where did you get this robe and what's the deal with this robe? So I'm glad I can finally recommend it because it is the best and it is dry clean only. So be sure if you spill something on it, I spilled some coffee on it the one day, took it up to the dry cleaners. They got it right out. You know, just be sure to dry clean only or else you'll ruin the faux fur. And I know we have animal lovers out there, so it is faux. <laughs> if you're interested, just know that it's faux. And I guarantee Kathy Lee and Hoda have the same robe. Guarantee it. I mean, I feel it. I know they do. I'd like to see them wearing it on the TV. I'd like to, them to invite me on as a guest. I would like to co-host with Kathy Lee wearing this robe and harmonizing with her to He Saw Jesus. That's my dream. I hope it works out. Everyone, everyone say those prayers for me. Because I'm just thinking, maybe I should play a little bit of Kathy Lee's song for you guys, right? Like, so we can, you know, let it wash over us. I have it right here on my phone. I mean, it's it's breathtaking. So everyone be sure to pull over. If you're driving, pull over. I don't want any accidents. I'm going to play this, a little portion of it. So pull over, sit down, close your eyes, make sure you're somewhere safe so you could just listen. Uh, if you want to pause this and go run a bath and pour a glass of wine, I think that'd be a great idea. And then come back to it. But here is Kathy Lee Gifford's He Saw Jesus. Little snippet. She finds Franklin. He was lying on the floor. He was in a bad place. And I could tell for sure by that sweet look on his face. He saw Jesus. He saw Jesus. Mm -hmm. yep. And he took his breath away. This is taking my breath away. He didn't want to leave the house. Same. But he went home that day. Home meaning heaven. He saw the heavens open. Mm. Saw the Father's open arms. God. And when you feel that kind of love, how can you stay? 
now this is about if you see Jesus, like Frank said. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys, that's a little teaser. I'm not going to play the whole thing. You're going to have to buy it on iTunes, okay? Like, I'm not, this is, this isn't something that should be given away for free. I want you guys to all go but download this, buy this, tweet Kate, Kathy Lee Gifford and tell her I sent you. <sighs> you guys, I'm so moved. I have goosebumps. I mean, it's just that powerful. Who else is writing lyrics like that? No one. So those are my two big recommendations for this week. If you guys like them, please let me know. Tweet me, Instagram me. Let me know how you like these. I'm going to talk about something else that's sort of related-ish. It's also a light recommendation. And I want to talk about it because it's been in the news. I mean, we've all seen it play out in the tabloids. And it's a show called Fixer Upper on HGTV. If you've never seen this, I recommend you go watch it. Because it is addictive. And it's starring... A married couple named Chip and Joanna Gaines. They live in Waco, Texas. And how the show works is they take a couple, and Chip and Joanna are hired by this couple to help them find a house that needs fixing up. It's, it's the worst house in the best neighborhood. So they find the worst house in the best neighborhood, provided it's within uh, driving distance of Waco, Texas. And Chip and Joanna present them with a few options. Usually it's three options of houses that need fixing up, and they're typically very awful. I mean, they're the worst of the worst. And the couple will say, oh, I have a $300,000 budget. So then Chip and Joanna will go out and find houses that are on the market for, let's say, $100,000 or one fifty, or or I've even seen houses purchased for as low as $50,000. And the couple decides which house they want to buy, and then they buy the house, and with the remaining money they have left, they give it to Chip and Joanna to fix up. And then Chip and Joanna do miracle work, and they make their ho- these houses look fantastic. And when I first started watching this show, I saw that it was in the news, and I, it was a blind spot in my pop culture knowledge. So being as it may, I decided I needed to learn what this was. So I downloaded a bunch of episodes of Fixer Upper, and I became addicted. And I thought, I sort of, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I prejudged these people. The first couple of episodes, I was making fun of them. I was I was laughing at Chip, and I, I was annoyed at Joanna. Cut to three episodes later, and I was all on board. I was attracted to Chip, and now I finished an episode and I need a cigarette. I mean, I don't know if it's that tool belt or him fixing stuff. He's the main contractor. And now I'm all on board. I used to think he was cheesy and stupid. And now, you know, three episodes after I watched that first one, I'm, I'm turned on. My legs are open. I'm wet. I mean, it's like, I, you know, how, how tides change. And Joanna, I, I thought, I'm not going to like her style, right? Like, I thought, she's the decorator. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to like her style. I mean, she just didn't seem like my kind of person. Now she fixes up those houses and I look at the I look at it and I'm like I want that house every single one she does. She puts a a farm sink in each house and I never knew I needed a farm sink until I started watching the show. They have they, they talk a lot about shiplap. I never knew so much about shiplap in my life and now I'm you know banging on my walls to see if they got shiplap under the drywall. So I'm looking for the shiplap. And I didn't realize how big of a show this was because after I started binging it I began telling people like, hey, I'm, I'm watching the show Fixer Upper and I'm telling people as if it's like my little secret. Much like you're probably listening being like, oh my God, you just started watching Fixer Upper. Well, I was telling people like, oh my God, I discovered this great show. Like I do on, the, on this podcast. I'm like, oh, you guys have to watch this. It's something no one's talking about. 
But apparently everyone else was talking about it except for me. Like every single person I tell, they're like, oh, we love Chip and Joanna. Like they're these big A-list stars that I just had no idea about. I mean, I know everything about every celebrity and I had no idea about Chip and Joanna. And now I want to learn everything about them. I, I ordered some of their books. I want to move to Waco. I mean, they basically run Waco at this point, right? So anyway, recently they announced they're leaving the show. And you guys, I am devastated. They said they're leaving it behind. Next season's going to be the end. And on one hand, I get it because they've fixed up everything they possibly can in Waco, Texas. I mean, what else is there to fix up? It's been four or five seasons. So, you know, every last shithole has been fixed up by these two. So on one hand, I get it. But in my dream of dreams, I'd like them to move and go fix up new towns because they're that good. And they said it's because in their statement they released, and I think Chip also writes about it in his new book. In his new book. But apparently it's also to, like, keep the family together and... And they're speculating, they're saying, because reality TV families, it ruins the families and it ruins the couples. And you guys, they legit love each other. You can tell that Chip and Joanna love each other. And that's a fact. And you can all argue with me, but I promise they actually like each other. And I didn't believe it. The first couple of episodes I watched, I thought, Joanna's really annoyed with Chip. But the more that I watched, I was like, no, she just really loves this man. Much like, uh, much like me when I'm watching. Now I love that man. So they're saying they're leaving to protect their family. And they don't want their kids on TV. And they do have the kids on most episodes. But I think, like, stay on the show and just don't show the kids. We don't need those kids on those episodes. I mean, the kids don't do anything. They shoehorn these kids scenes into each episode. And they don't make any sense. I mean, I was watching this one episode where they gathered the kids around. And they had a big tree stump and some nails and a hammer. And they had the kids hammer nails into the tree stump. And they were seeing who could do it in the least amount of hits. And it had nothing to do with the renovation. I mean, they weren't nailing into the, you know, shiplap. They were doing it into a random tree stump. And the kids were not having a bit of fun. I mean, they looked unhappy. They looked uninterested. And then they, you know, cut over to Chip and Joanna. The camera cut over to Chip and Joanna. And uh, Joanna was like, those kids are just having so much fun. She's like, sometimes, sometimes the, you don't, kids don't need a lot. They can just have fun, uh, you know, with just the simplest things. And I'm like, bitch, we just saw they weren't having no fun. Like, they did not look like they were having no fun. So get those kids off the show and keep fixing shit up. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm hungover now because it's become this thing on Sunday mornings. I put on my fixer-upper after having one too many glasses of wine the night before, and that's how I get through a hangover. Uh, Am I I to quit drinking now because I'm not going to have new episodes of fixer-upper? It's just plain rude. And some of the tabloids are reporting that maybe they're doing this as a negotiating tactic because what is interesting is it's an HGTV show and apparently allegedly what I read was that HGTV has tight restrictions on their talent so their talent is supposed to give away portions of their earnings from things that happen outside the show so these talents on HGTV so people like Chip and Joanna when they have books and they have they have a fucking target line now when they have target lines and their bakery and all that stuff they're supposed to give a portion of that money to HGTV because technically they own it. So what I understand and what I heard was that Chip and Joanna are using this as a negotiating tactic. So they're saying we're done with the show. So then HGTV will have to go back to them and renegotiate. And then Chip and Joanna have the upper hand. So they could say, you know, we'll do it, but we're only going to do the show. We're going to do it for these hours. We're not giving you any part of our fucking target money or our bakery or whatever. And then they make the rules. But you know, the truth is we need them on our TV because I'd I don't know what I'm going to do without them. I mean, I still have a a handful of episodes that I haven't watched, 
My boyfriend and I are watching, we're, we've been binging them and we put them on all the time. But I, I only have a, a handful left. So as soon as those dry up, what am I going to do? So I need HGTV. I think Discovery bought HGTV. I need them to all get on board. They need to give jo- Chip and Joanna whatever they need, whatever money they need. I also have this theory that I would love if Joanna joined the Real Houses of Dallas because they're both in Texas. It would be a great addition. I mean, Joanna would be totally different than those other wives, but I'd love to see her interacting with Leanne Locken. Joanna would have to update that wardrobe because sometimes she wears those lesbian shorts that, you know, while are practical, they're not necessarily screaming Real Housewives of Dallas. So, you know, she'd have to update some things in order to fit in. But, but maybe it'd be great if she didn't fit in. Maybe it'd be great if, if she was sort of the oddball out. I don't know. You know, it's something we can all think about. You know, maybe even we can get Leanne to join Fixer Upper. Instead, maybe we'll do a flip-flop. We, we're looking for things for Leanne Locken to join. Maybe her, maybe it should be Joanna, Chip, and Leanne. Or if Chip and Joanna are done, maybe we have Leanne go in and fix up houses in Waco, Texas. I mean, that's maybe that's the solution all along. Maybe that's why Chip and Joanna are really leaving. So Leanne Locken can sweep in and start fixing up places. I know it's all coming to me, but I hope you guys are watching. Are you guys watching? Let me know if you guys like Fixer Upper. I know I'm not the only one because everyone I tell, they're like, oh, we love that. But it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I wonder if it'll be a, if they'll be able to work out a contract or if they'll really be done. I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like because they have really taken off their businesses and everything. And to just say, nope, we're done with it and leave fame and the television. I mean, that seems like a tough decision to make and also a... I don't know if it's a very wise one. Although they've had a few years to make a lot of money, maybe they have enough saved up. I don't think they're done forever. They have to not be completely done. Maybe they're just making up their next move. Stay tuned. I guess we'll, we'll talk about in the coming weeks. If, if I have anything new to report, I'll, I'll bring it to you guys. Now, I do want to talk about one more thing from last week's episode. Greg and I talked a lot about Mariah Carey. He had that wonderful story about uh, having dinner with her in the middle of the night. And he mentioned his favorite song is Breakdown, which I love. And it's from that uh, the Butterfly album, which if you haven't listened to it, it's the 20th anniversary. Go listen to it. It's so good. But a lot of people reach out and they're like, oh, I love that, you know, Butterfly is your, um, I love that you love uh, the Butterfly album. And I do. I do. But it's not, it's my favorite album of hers, but it's not my favorite song. So I just want to clear that up because my favorite song of Mariah's is Forever. It was on the Daydream album, which was the one before the Butterfly album. Anyway, so it's really good, but I just... I wanted to clear that up because I didn't want any misconceptions out there. I mean, Butterfly album is my favorite album, but it's not my favorite Mariah song. Got it? My favorite is that Forever, which is just the best. It's like, it's fantastic. Gosh, I am jumping all over the place on this episode. I get that. I apologize, but I'm, I had a lot of coffee and yeah, I don't drink much coffee. I normally have one cup a day and today I've had two and a half, which is unheard of, but I have had a busy day and I needed to stay alert. So I, I know my mind's going all over the place. I didn't get much sleep last night, so I, I needed extra coffee today. So yeah, I'm a little bit like a, you know, a squirrel or some something, <laughs> you know, but anyway. And with that, I'm going to leave you guys. Now, next week, I have a great episode lined up. It's going to be a Halloween episode. I have the most fantastic guest, and we're going to be talking all about Hocus Pocus. So it's going to be a very specific episode. I know some people are getting over Hocus Pocus, and I get it. There's like been sort of a weird backlash against the movie. 
Like it was, you know, very cult status for a while. And then it kind of blew up in the mainstream. And with social media, everyone was embracing it. And then all of a sudden there was like a shift that happened. I noticed recently where people started dogging on it a lot, but I still love it. And I think most of you still love it. Even the people that kind of dog on a little bit, I think they like it. Oh, and P.S. Speaking of Halloween movies, I love the movie Practical Magic. It's with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. And it's so fucking good. It's weird and quirky. And I had no idea that it was based on a book. But I just learned this week that it was actually based on a book. And the author of that book just came out with a new book that is a prequel about the ants in Practical Magic. So if you remember, Stockard Channing and Diane Wiest played uh, Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock's ants in Practical Magic. Apparently, there's a brand new book out where uh, it's a prequel about those ants. Now, this book came into my life because I was, of course, on Reese Witherspoon's Instagram account. And Reese Witherspoon does a book club, a book, a, a book of the month. And her book of the month for October was this book called The Rules of Magic. So, of course, I headed over to Amazon to learn more and to pre-order or to order my copy. And I learned that this book is about these ants from Practical Magic, and my mind is fucking blown, you guys. All I can think about now is how Reese Witherspoon should and probably will play a young version of Diane Wiest in the movie adaptation of this book. So the book is called The Rules of Magic. I can't wait to read it. I'm going on vacation at the end of this month. And so I'm planning to just sit on the beach. I'm going to Hawaii. I just want to sit on the beach and read this fucking Practical Magic prequel. I can't imagine a better life for myself. So I hope you all read it. And and then maybe we'll talk about it. If it's good, we'll talk about it. It's got great reviews. It's got fantastic reviews on Amazon. And Reese Witherspoon endorses it. <laughs> you know who doesn't endorse it is um, Cypress Hill. You guys know the, the rap group Cypress Hill? So on Reese's Instagram account, I, you know, was clicking on the post and Cypress Hill commented on Reese Witherspoon's post about this Practical Magic prequel book with an eye roll emoji. So like, what, is, what does this mean? Does this mean that they're in the book club, but they don't want to read this, this book this month? I mean, like, that's what I'm taking from it. But, like, why is Cypress Hill in this book club? Why are they even commenting on Reese Witherspoon's book club picks? What would Cypress Hill's book club picks be? I mean, they're, like, uh, you know, an iconic rap group. And, and they're up in arms about this, this month's book pick from Reese Witherspoon. I mean, it's, <laughs> go check it out. It's just an eye roll emoji from a verified account that is Cypress Hill. Anyway, I cannot re wait to read this book. And then hopefully we'll talk about it soon. But so next week we're going to be talking all Hocus Pocus. So it's going to be a full Hocus Pocus episode with a great guest. So if you haven't uh, watched the movie in a while, it's going to be on a thousand fucking times between now and Halloween. So so check it out, one of the one of the showings. And so you'll really get a lot out of next week's episode. I think you'll enjoy it. We're going to be talking about the, the sequel or reboot or whatever. And um, my guest is, is special. So hope you all tune in for that. And if you can, go rate this and review it on iTunes. I know it's a big pain in the ass and I keep 
fucking telling you about it, but it really helps me out a lot. If you can do it on your desktop, it works out better. Uh, just go to iTunes and, and do it, because I would just love you forever if you could do it. And find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Danny Pellegrino, on Facebook, at Pellegrino Danny, and let me know what you guys think of this episode, and tell me what you like, and, and s- sort of what you don't like. <laughs> But as long as it's nice. Okay. All right. I love you guys. Oh, and say those prayers for me that I get that job. Everyone, you know, write your congressman and (laughs) demand it. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.